Truth Dealer Radio is listener supported. If you are led to support this ministry, there is a way to do that at truthdealer-radio.com. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Every day we stand in an epic spiritual battle between good and evil, and safety is of the Lord. This is Truth Dealer Radio. Warning believers to wake up and be sober. Encouraging believers to stand on the word of God. And motivating believers to be truth dealers with a bold witness for Jesus Christ in these end times. And now the host of Truth Dealer Radio, Brian Moonen. It's truth o'clock. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio, where no matter what time zone you're in, it's truth o'clock. I'm Brian Moon, and I'm sounding the alarm, asking you to wake up and join the battle for truth. The truth is God's word, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12. That's right. You can't hide from God's word. God's word is a discerner. It's like a sword. It cuts through, amen? Like the sword we have in the sound effect in the intro there. The sword of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Welcome back this week. I want to talk with you about a little Bible study I'm doing called Blotted Out. Blotted Out. Now, God can blot out your sins because you have sinned against God. We all have. The only person who never sinned is the Lord Jesus Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God, the Son of God. We've all sinned, and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all, like sheep, have gone astray. God can blot out your sins, and we'll talk about what that means, or he will blot out your name from the book of life, and we'll talk about what that means also. But I'll give you a spoiler alert. It's not good. Blot out, the word in the Bible, it means to wipe out, to blot out, to obliterate, to exterminate. So it's a complete final action of removal. There's no turning back, okay? When it's blotted out, it's done. Psalm 51 one, to the chief musician, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came unto him after he, after David, had gone in to Bathsheba. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Now, how is God going to, does David, first of all, David went in Unto Bathsheba, they didn't play checkers. Okay, it was a sinful act that David did. He went in and cheated with Bathsheba. She became pregnant, and then he went on to murder Bathsheba's real husband to try to cover up his sins. There's more to that story, but I just wanted to point that out for those of you who don't know. This is David asking for forgiveness after some major transgressions transgressions are sin. This is major events that took place. Now, he doesn't think, he's not asking God to go 
put through a time machine and make it so that it didn't occur. We understand that. He knows that. He's asking him to blot out his transgressions. He wants forgiveness. He wants God to forget it. Forgive him for it. Psalm 51, 9 through 10. Continuing on in the same psalm. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Praise God. And only God can perform this. Because only God can judge sin. Only God can forgive sin. Okay, when Jesus was on the earth and he was forgiving people of their sins, the Pharisees got very mad and they said, Mark 2 verse 7, Why did this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? Yeah, that's right. That's why Jesus Christ was able to forgive sins. Because he's God manifest in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16 Isaiah 44, 22. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions and as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. You see how this is a final action? This is something that only God can do. And it's something that once it's done, God said, this, this is a redemptive act. As Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. When God blots out your sins, your enemies, the devil, people can't bring them back to God and say, ha ha, put them in hell for this sin. Put them in. If God has blotted them out, he himself has cast them as far as from the east to the west. And we're going to read that verse. But this is a final act that God performs. It's a miracle. And it's completed. It's started and finished by God. Psalm 103, 10 through 13. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Praise God. Acts 3.19-21 Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Praise God. When we're converted, Jesus said you must be born again. When God performs that miracle, we come to faith in Jesus Christ alone. We don't put our trust or our faith in anything else, in any works of our own or in any works of our grandfather or our mother or our father or our good deeds or knowledge that we have acquired, understanding that we think we have acquired. 
growth and maturity that we think we have acquired. When we're converted, that repent and believe the gospel, as Jesus said, our sins are blotted out. Amen? It is a miracle done by God, which God does not reverse. Colossians 2, 13 through 15. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him. Quickened means made alive. Made alive in Christ, with Christ. Having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Praise God. Now we talk about Jesus. He's a sinless Lamb of God that came, was born of a virgin, came here with the express purpose of doing the Father's will, which was to die on the cross for our sins and be raised on the third day in fulfillment of the scriptures, completing this redemptive act, this act of purchasing us back with his blood, his blood which cleanseth us from all sin. And he will blot out our sins. We are covered by his blood. Wow. Praise God. Wow, think about how the priests used to come in and, and put the, the blood of the lamb, the sacrifice for the atonement of the sins, and put it on the mercy seat. The mercy seat covered, <clears throat> covered the ark the seat was on top of the ark. Inside, what was there? The law, the Ten Commandments. Wow, praise God. He is our eternal high priest. Amen. He went into the holiest of holies with his own blood. Praise God. It's uh, in Hebrews chapter 9 and 10. But when Jesus went to the cross, it's saying here that he, he blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. The Ten Commandments are our conviction. We have broken those commandments, and we can never live perfectly, and not, no one can live in the flesh and not sin. Jesus was the only one who did that miraculously fully God and fully man. And so those were our those were the handwriting of ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us. He took that out of the way and nailed it to his cross for us. He who knew no sin became sin. He his his very flesh was nailed to the cross for us. And he bled and died, suffered, and he was buried and he rose again. On the third day. That's what resurrection day, some people call it Easter. Most people don't realize that word uh, comes from uh, pagan origins and everything, but it's Passover. Okay, that's what this holiday time is supposed to be about. 
it's, it's the Passover lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. Jesus is the lamb of God. But he did not stay in the grave. He rose from the dead and he is alive forevermore. And he is the one, the only one who can forgive our sins. And we need to go directly to him. We don't go to people, priests, people with the costumes in little secret rooms and tell them all our dirty secrets. We don't need that. We go straight to God, our holy, loving God. In the name of Jesus Christ, by faith in Christ, we ask for the forgiveness of our sins. So only God can blot them out. Only God can forgive sins. Not a man, not a system, not good works. First Peter 1 Peter 1.18-21 says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversion received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained, foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Praise God. Hebrews thirteen twelve says, Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Ephesians 2, verse 12 and 13, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Praise God. Revelation seven fourteen says, And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 1, 4 through 6. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood." And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 3, 5. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Now we get into something here. So this is another contrast. We who are saved, we who have our sins forgiven, we have had our transgressions and our sins blotted out by faith in Christ, by God's grace. We will not have our name blotted out of the book of life because we will, our names will be in the book of life, eternal life to be with Jesus in heaven. 
that implies that someone else will have their name blotted out. This is what we talked about in the beginning. God can either blot out your sins by God's grace, your faith in Christ, repentance and faith go together. You can ask God to forgive you, put all your trust in Jesus, and he will blot out your sins. It's a one-time miracle, redemptive act, sets you, creates in you a new a new heart. You become a new creature in Christ. You begin a new life in Christ. The Holy Spirit indwells you, and God helps you and sanctifies you, helps you to grow. But there's that path, and then there's the other path for the damned, the lost. They will have their names blotted out of the book of life. Exodus 32, 33 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. What a fearful idea. I would pray that if you don't have any fear of the Lord, you will reconsider that. This is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Hebrews 10, 31. Jesus Christ himself warned, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And that does not mean destroy as in you'll cease to exist, like the cults teach. Jesus said in hell there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth and pain and fire and darkness, sorrow. And he loved enough to warn about it. He loved enough to stand in the gap for us, to make a way so that he could blot out our sins. Amen. Deuteronomy 29, 20 says, The Lord will not spare him, but then the anger of the Lord and his jealousy shall smoke against that man, and all the curses that are written in this book shall lie upon him, and the Lord shall blot out his name from under heaven. That is serious judgment. And just as final as our redemption in Christ is, our forgiveness in Christ, our sins being blotted out, this act is final also. There is no getting away. There is no escape. Hell is final. The lake of fire is the final final. There's only two ways. Psalm 69, 28 says, Let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. You can't have lost people and saved people in the same book. The righteous are the redeemed, the saved, born-again Christians, follower of Jesus, the real Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. This is serious contrast and I just pray that people will ask God to reveal these things to them if they're not sure about this you better check your spirit and and ask the Lord to reveal truth to you about whether or not your name is in his book of life Revelation 13 8 and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him this being the Antichrist Coming soon to a theater near you. 
and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So every person who whose name is not written in the book of life, these are people who have had their name blotted out of the book of life. They're worshiping the Antichrist. It took the mark of the beast. Revelation twenty fifteen, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And again, their name is not there because it was blotted out. This is what God says he's going to do. Do you know how many times God is going to deal with you before he blots that name out? And you're, you're, you're past the line, you're reprobate? Because it says when he opens the books at Judgment Day, some names are there and some names are not. I don't think that's when he's blotting them out. I think they've already been blotted out. And of course, God is outside time, so that's a little bit of a picayune detail, but I'm just saying, in your lifetime, you don't want to be reprobate. There is such a thing as a person who crosses the line. They reject Jesus Christ so many times, maybe two times, maybe 20 times. I believe it's different for each person because God knows that person's heart. God deals with each person by his grace with the Holy Spirit doing his work. But you don't want to gamble there. You don't want to gamble with that feeling. I pray that any person who God is dealing with, especially in this time we're living in, there's not a lot of time going on that's left. These are serious times. Why would you play games with God? Why don't you just go to God? Stop running. Stop being a coward and go to the Lord and face him and admit you're a sinner. Ask him to forgive you. Stop trying to play games, selfish games. You're never going to win. You're always going to lose when you're doing things for yourself. Jesus Christ said, we talked about in a recent show, Deny yourself. Follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. You're never going to win trying to run away from God who created the universe. He's got your number. He's got your name. And you don't want him to blot your name out of the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You want to have your name sealed by God's grace in that book. You want to be forgiven of your sins and have the peace that surpasses all understanding, the peace that you know this is true. You know God has done this for you. You feel his love. You feel his forgiveness. You, you feel his spirit communicating with you, giving you direction. Praise God, it's a miracle beyond anything we can describe on the radio. But to know the truth and to reject it is a very, it's a very serious and a very dangerous position to be in. I would just want to reiterate to any of those who are listening, you don't know if you're going to get up tomorrow and be able to deal with these truths. You don't know 
what God has in store. But God does. And he will not always continue to extend his grace to every person. God is not a beggar. God is the king of all kings. He is the almighty, the living God. And it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. The Bible says, is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. Hebrews 9, 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. If you die without Christ, if you die without having your sins blotted out, because that has to take place while you're here on this side, in this dimension. God has given you that dash between the two dates on your grave. Only God knows the dates, and God knows when the last time is going to be that he extends his grace to you. He sends the Holy Spirit to, to prick your heart, to convict you, to move you. But he is by no means obligated to do that ever again. The, the fact that he even gives you one chance at this unspeakable gift, the beautiful, amazing free gift of salvation by God's grace through faith in his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for you, who suffered and bled when he didn't deserve it for you. And he died and he rose again on the third day. This is a beautiful, beautiful free gift by God's grace. We are, we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, not by works. The idea that he even gives us one chance to understand that truth and to cling to that truth and to ask him to forgive us of our wicked, evil sins is a beautiful, beautiful testimony to his mercy. God is so merciful and loving. I pray that you'll really consider this and don't let another day go by until you go to God and ask him to forgive your sins, blot out your sins in Jesus' name. So I thank you all for listening. God bless you. Be tuning again next time and be strong in the Lord. Truth Dealer Radio. No matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. TruthDealerRadio.com. You keep talking about Jesus. Some folks out there just might be listening. Did you know that Big Apple Music has been in business for over 40 years? They have a great selection of guitars, amps, drums, keyboards, digital pianos, and much more. Did you also know that they offer music lessons right here locally, and they rent instruments? Their experienced staff can also repair instruments and sound systems. Located on Seneca Turnpike in New Hartford, open Monday through Friday, 9 to 9, and Saturday, 9 to 6. That's Big Apple Music. Seneca Turnpike in New Hartford. The time is short. That is why KJV Prepper Christian shirts are worn to worn. KJV Prepper witnesswear can be a bold witness to the unsaved and encourage believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. All designs are original. Visit KJVPrepper.com for effective Christian apparel worn to worn. Most of you know that I love great coffee. 
Recently, I made a discovery right here in my hometown of Rome, New York. Broaster's Coffee Company, specializing in single-origin, organic, fair-trade, small-batch coffee. My favorite dark roast is the Nicaraguan. When you use the promo code TRUTH, you will receive 10% off your online purchase at thebroasters.com. T-H-E-B-R-O-A-S-T-E-R-S.com. Broasters Coffee Company. Hashtag Roasted in Rome.